You're listening to a Roddenberry podcast. Today is Friday, June 25th, 2021, and this is your daily Star Trek news from the Roddenberry Podcast Network. On today's show, the Star Trek and Dr. Seuss mashup, Oh, the Places You'll Boldly Go, goes nowhere after the Supreme Court knocks it back. You can own a piece of Star Trek history as Picard's Resican flute goes up for auction, and I've got the answer to Tuesday's trivia question. I'm Alison Pitt, and today's show is supported by people like you through Patreon. Find out more and add your support at patreon.com forward slash daily Star Trek news. This week, Reuters reported that Star Trek writer David Gerald's book, Oh, the Places You'll Boldly Go, will not be boldly going to the United States Supreme Court. The highest court in the land has rejected an appeal to the 2020 decision of the 9th U.S. Circuit Court of Appeals regarding the Trek-themed Dr. Seuss mashup. In December of 2020, the Ninth Circuit Court of Appeals reversed a 2019 ruling which had previously declared, oh, the places you'll boldly go, fell under the terms of fair use. Dr. Seuss Enterprises appealed that ruling. A judicial summary of more than 40 pages detailed the court's opinion. The panel of judges ruled the book was not transformative, did not qualify as fair use, and infringed on the copyright of Dr. Seuss Enterprises. Comic Mix LLC, one of the book's publishers, appealed the appeal to no avail. The U.S. Supreme Court will not review the case, and it looks like, oh, the places you'll boldly go, isn't going anywhere. To read Reuters' full report on the court's decision and to review the details of the 2020 Ninth Circuit Court of Appeals ruling, visit Reuters.com. Just utter the words, inner light, to any Star Trek The Next Generation fan, and chances are they'll start hearing a very particular melody in their head, played on a plaintive penny whistle. Composer Jay Chataway noted in a 2018 Sci-Fi.com interview that his lyrical composition is the most requested piece of music from the Star Trek library. Now, the instrument played by Jean-Luc Picard in that fan-favorite episode can be yours, thanks to an auction being held later this month by the company Prop Store. The Resican flute, which was previously sold by renowned auction house Christie's for a whopping $48,000, is expected to fetch as much as $70,000 this time around. According to the item's listing, the flute itself is one of the most memorable and important props from the show, and it was toured around the U.S. prior to being sold in a previous auction, with fans regularly asking to see and hold it. But if you decide to break the bank and grab a piece of Star Trek history, be prepared for the bad news. The flute doesn't actually create musical notes. (laughs) It was a prop for Patrick Stewart to use, with the real music dubbed in afterwards. Now, the flute isn't the only thing up for sale during Prop Store's entertainment memorabilia auction, There are over 1,300 original props, costumes, and other items for sale from iconic franchises like Alien, Lord of the Rings, Indiana Jones, and many more. Of those, Star Trek accounts for 75 lots, including scripts from TV shows dating back to the original series, costumes from both TV and movies, 
vintage toys, and even pieces of V'ger from Star Trek The Motion Picture. Head over to PropStore.com to see it all. The auction opens next Tuesday, June 29th at 9 a.m. Pacific Time. Now, I've got the answer to Tuesday's trivia here in just a moment, but first, a word from me. Have you checked out our Tee Public store yet? If you head to dailystartreknews.com forward slash Public, it'll take you straight there. I've hand-curated some of the best Trek-themed designs that they offer, and you can get them on t-shirts, hoodies, mugs, anything you want. Right now, Tee Public is having a sale with t-shirts for just $13, and everything else is up to 35% off. If you had your eye on something special, now is a great time to snag it. And when you purchase through the Daily Star Trek News Tee Public shop, you're helping us out too. To find out more and check out all the designs on offer, head to dailystartreknews.com forward slash Public. That's T-E-E public. That's dailystartreknews.com forward slash Public. And happy shopping. And now it's the answer to this week's Trek trivia. On Tuesday, I asked you, in the Star Trek The Original Series episode Metamorphosis, why did Kirk, Spock, and McCoy pull Commissioner Nancy Hedford away from trying to prevent a war? And why was she unhappy about it? I also offered theoretical bonus points if you knew the planet that she had been on. Okay, so the answer is, Hadford had been trying to prevent a war on Epsilon Canaris III when she contracted Sakuro's disease, an extremely rare, life-threatening illness. Though it was detectable long before symptoms presented, it resulted in fever, emotional instability, coma, and eventual death. Hadford was angry that Starfleet had not properly inoculated her against it, even though the chances of contracting it were one in a billion. She eventually went through all of the symptoms, including death, when the companion, who was in love with Zephram Cochran, took over her body and they lived happily ever after. Kind of. Uh, there was no word on whether a war on Epsilon Canaris III ever broke out. Anyway, for more Trek trivia, tune in next Tuesday. Well, that's it for today's Daily Star Trek news from the Roddenberry Podcast Network. Don't forget to check out the other great shows on the network at podcasts.roddenberry.com. Daily Star Trek News is produced by me, Allison Pitt, and it's written by Chris Peterson and Jack Brown, with trivia by T. Rick Jones. We're supported by people like you through Patreon. Find out more and add your support at patreon.com forward slash daily Star Trek News. I'm back on Monday with more of the Star Trek news you need to know. I'm Allison Pitt. Have a wonderful weekend and live long and prosper. This is a Roddenberry podcast. For more great podcasts, visit podcast.roddenberry.com.